This is in the Sefer HaMitzvah, this is the positive Mitzvah 38, Mitzvah Lamed Ches. Uh, that's a command that we've been commanded specifically with regards to a Kohen Gadol, that is the high priest, the Kohen Gadol, that he must marry a Basula, a virgin, someone who's never been uh, married before. Uh, the Torah says in Vayikra Chof Aleph, that he must take, when he takes, it must be a woman with her besulim, that she should be a besulim. Now, this is a, um, uh, a positive mitzvah. Somehow the Rambam hesitates and he says, I'll bring evidence that this is a positive mitzvah, uh, because we know we also have a prohibition against the Kohen, uh, marrying an almona or a, uh, a widow or a grusha, but this is a specific mitzvah to say to marry a woman who is a basula. So it says in the, the Gemara, it says, Generally, there is a dispute what would be considered an illegitimate child. The ruling, as we have had before mentioned in the Rambam, is the ruling is that if the uh, cohabitation would be a penalty punished by karis. In other words, the Torah says for that kind of relationship, you get karis, you get cut off. Then the child of that marriage, is, or the baby born from that cohabitation is considered to be an illegitimate, considered a mamzer. But normally most rabbis, the other rabbis, the chachamim, they don't say that from a positive, let's say the Torah gives a positive uh, mitzvah. So here we have, for example, uh, Rabbi Akiva, on the other hand, he disagrees. He says even if the uh, prohibition is merely an assay, you're violating a positive mitzvah, even that child would be a considered illegitimate. We don't rule like that, but that's what Rabbi Akiva says. So how does the Gemara explain what would be an example the Gemara gives an example. How would it be violating that uh, pro that that that? Uh, how would it be a child from a positive going against a positive mitzvah? So it says, if a koyin godu would be intimate with someone who is not a besula, if she's not a besula, she is prohibited to him. But an asset, because the Torah says, so we see clearly that it's an S over here. And even though, you know, it says here that she has, that if she's not a Basula, if he marries, because the Torah says the positive, but the Torah doesn't say what happens if you violate the positive, which means the Torah says marry a Basula. And he goes and marries a non-Bisula. So a prohibition that is derived from a positive is also considered a positive. Lava uh, But the, the point that the Rambam is bringing here, that we see clearly that for the Kohen, for the Kohen Godel, there's a mitzvah, Eset, to marry, to, to have a relationship only with a Bisula, 
and if he had not to have a relationship with somebody who is not a basila, which would be violating an essa because lava above a close essa. Further, they say the language is mitzvah la So we see that is actually a mitzvah for the basula. That's a positive mitzvah for him to marry a basula. And the details of this mitzvah are articulated in the sixth chapter of Yavamas and in places in Kisubos and Kedushin. So the, 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 the point of view is um, when the Kohen Gadol does uh, have uh, intimacy with a Basula, that's basically fulfilling the Mitzvah Sasei. And if he doesn't do it a Basula, then he's violating the Mitzvah Sasei uh, because he's not doing what the Mitzvah Sasei says to do. Prohibition um, number 158 in the Rambam, Mitzvah Kufnun Ches, that talks about the Koyan is not permitted to marry a Zoino. Um, and when he uh, has intimacy with her, he would get lashes. He's liable for her lashes. And a Zoino would mean uh, a woman who has a relationship with uh, people that are in a non-marital way or uh, other ways that would be considered to be uh, Arizona. Uh, prohibition number 159, um, that's a prohibition against a Kohen marrying a Chalola. Chalola is somebody who has been disqualified from Kahuna. Let's say a, a child that was born from a relationship that the Cohen is not allowed to marry. Let's say a Kohen marries a divorcee, which he's not allowed to marry. That girl, if there's a girl born, she's called a Chalola. She, in turn, cannot marry a Kohen. Uh, somebody who comes from a uh, such a kind of a uh, relationship, which is the prohibited relationship, it's called a Chalola, is not fit to the Kahuna. And that is what the Apostolic says in Vayikra, in Perik Chofal of Pasuk Zion, it says, Isha Zona Vachalola, a a woman who is either a Zaina, we'll see this the other mitzvah, the mitzvah of not marrying a Zaina, we'll see in a minute, and also Chalola, uh, which means somebody who has been desecrated from the Kahuna, they cannot marry. If he does have intimacy with her, then he would be liable for lashes. Okay. Let's do now in the Sefer Mitzvahs, this is the prohibition. Number 160, Kuf Samach. This is the warning that a Koyin has been warned not to marry a divorced, a woman that has been divorced. In Vayikro Peir Chafala Pasuk Zayin. Over there the Pasuk says, the Isha Gurusha Meisha Lo Yikohu. A Kohen is not permitted to marry a woman that has been divorced from another, uh, from another man. Um... And that, so that's another din for a coin. In the Sefer Mitzvahs of the Rambam, this is Mitzvah 161, the prohibition number 161, Kuf Samachalaf. This is the warning that a Kohen Gadol, that's the high priest, only for the high priest it applies, he's not allowed to marry a widow. The Kohen is not allowed to marry a divorcee, or a, a Gerusha, or a Chalola. But in addition to that, the Kohen Gadol, he is not allowed to marry 
even a widow, a woman that is a widow. This is based, the Pasuk says, in Vayikra, Perik Chofala, Pasuk Yudalad, Almonho ugrusha vachalola zoyna es eile lo yikach. The Torah says, whether it's a widow, whether she's divorced, whether she's a halola, as we explained, the halola means that she comes from a pro- prohibited, like a coin marrying a gurusha, or a zoyna, all these lo yikach, he's not allowed to marry. So, so the coin godl has an additional person not to marry. So here the Rambam explains. The Torah duplicated this prohibition specifically by a Kohen Godel. I mean, the Almonot is new. But why did the Torah also have to say not to marry divorcee and the Chalola? Those are the same like a Kohen. A Kohen Godel is also a Kohen. So already the Torah says that a Kohen is not allowed to marry a divorcee, right? A divorced woman. Uh, and a Chalola Zoyna. Why does the Torah have to repeat this prohibition by the Kohen Godel? So he says that is for the matter that the Gemara explains. The Gemara says like this, that if it happens that there was a woman who was all four, she was a widowed woman, she was a divorced woman, she was a Zoyna woman, and she was a Halala woman. <laughs> she, had, she had all the three, so, and a Kohen Godel had intimacy with her, he would get four lashes, four times the lashes for each violation separately. What happens if it was a coin hedget who had the relationship? A coin what? A regular coin hedget means a ordinary coin. He would get three lashes. Why? Because the fact that she's an almona doesn't bother him. He's allowed to marry a widow. That doesn't matter. Further, it says over there like this, uh, that almono ugrusha v'chalolo zoyna. It says bizman sheim kiseider chayv v'cholachas v'achas. Only if it goes in the order: first she's an almona, then she's a grusha, then she's a chalolo, and then she's a zoyna, and then he marries her. Then he will be chayv for each one. So how do they explain? We're talking about one woman here. We're not talking about seven. So you say it like this: How does it work by one woman? What did make you say there? In other words, they took place according to the order of the Pasuk. Which means, first she was widowed. Okay, she had a husband and her husband died. Then she got married again and her husband divorced her. And then she became a cholol because she had intimacy with somebody who's not fitting for the kohona. Okay. And then she became a zaina. And uh, the reason we need it in this order is because we're talking about one woman, we're talking about one intimacy, and we want to make him a penalty of four times Malchus. Um, and the reason is we have a rule, ain't isur halal isur. Something which is prohibited, you cannot put on it another prohibition unless the other prohibition adds something. Otherwise, it cannot become two times usher, it cannot become two times, only if it's going to add something. In other words, it has to be on top of it to accomplish something more, otherwise the other no isur cannot apply. So what does it be? Or it's an, a more inclusive isur. Or a isur at once. 
as explained in the tractate Christus in our commentary over there. So if it's going to be at the, in this order, so each one has something addition as explained over there. That applies because we're talking about one person, so you need it to add. So therefore, the almona, so just for the sake of example, if she's an almona, she's only also to a koyin, godl. So, but then she's a gerusha, you're adding because now she's also, also to a koyin hajit. So, to an ordinary koyin. So therefore, one iser can fall and rest on the other iser. But if they were various different bodies, like for example, he had intimacy with a woman who's an almona, or another woman who is a halola, another woman who is a zaina, another woman who's a garusha, a divorcee, then we don't need to tell you that he would uh, give lashes for each, get lashes for each one. These are separate acts with separate women. Here we want to give him for one act with one woman. That's what we need in this order. So how many lashes, he would still get the four lashes if it was one woman in all the categories, or he would just get one lash? You get four yeah. if it worked in that order, yeah. so that each one added something. Yeah. Now, what this remains to question that you can say, since we know that you don't give lashes for a uh, a prohibition, a lashes, which includes uh, many things, why is he getting lashes for each one? But the Torah only says one time. A woman who's a halola, they shouldn't marry. It's one long prohibition. It's not, the Torah doesn't say don't take a grusha, don't take a halola, don't take a... It seems that it's all in one line. That becomes love should be close. How come you get my mouths with them? So he says that you should know that's why this prohibition has been repeated by the Kohen Godel to teach us that his halacha is the same as the law of the Kohen Hedjit who would get for each one of them and the Kohen Hedjit, the ordinary Kohen would be chayv lashed for each one of them because over there each one was singled out in its own love and therefore they're all uh, become to separate them so that each one has separate love. That's the process. Of there it says, V'isha, Grusha, Me'isha, Le'ikoch. It says specifically, they cannot take a divorce. So since the Torah singled out the Grusha with a separate love, so that means that for a Grusha by himself, he is Loika. So the same thing is, we get Malchus, he gets Malchus, for Zoyna by itself, for Chalola by itself. And that's what the Gemara Gedushin says, just like it's separated the Gerusha from Chalola, Zoyna by Koyin Hedjit, same thing is, it's distinguished by a Koyin Godel. And over there, it's explained that if we're talking about different women, then you would get for each one, whether it was in the order or not the order, as we said before, because you need to add in it. He would still only get four lashes if it was four different women? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So here, yeah. it's explained to you that the prohibition for each one is a mitzvah by itself, and that's where you'd get lashes for each one and one. And over there, it's explained that a coin hedget is not liable for makas, for, 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 for the lashes for one of them until he 
actually marries her, uh, and then he has intimacy with her. And that's what the Chacham said, Baal loike, loibolin, like only was intimate, he gets Malkus. But if not, he does get Malkus. So, what's the reason? Uh, because when the Pasuk says, loyikach, is because loyichalo. Not the Torah says that loyikach itself is a prohibition, but why loyikach, why you shouldn't marry her, because you will be mechalel once there will be intimacy. The details of this for mitzvah completely have been articulated in the tractate of Yubamis and Kedushan. In the Sefer mitzvahs of the Rambam, up to mitzvah kuf samach beis, 162 prohibition. Uh, so this is the warning that the Kohen Godl has been warned not to have intimacy with a widow, even without uh, Kiddushin, even if he doesn't betroth her, um, that is prohibited. That's a prohibition. That's based on the verse in Vayikra Perik Chafala Pasuk Tzvav. It says, V'loi yichalel zarei ba'amov. He shall not desecrate his seed and his people. Um, that refers to not having a relationship between uh, a Kohen Gadol and a uh, widowed woman. Now, uh, there's a difference in the Torah's language when the Torah talks about a Kohen. Um, over there, the Torah talks about marriage. The Rambam says, by a Kohen, uh, marriage was... Um, was prohibited. Hashem says that a Kohen cannot marry a divorcee, not a, a widow, but a divorcee. A Kohen is not allowed to marry. But over there, the Torah used language lo yikochu. Kochu means marriage. Uh, so marrying is the prohibition, but one would not get the lashes until there was intimacy there, as we said earlier. But if a Cohen has intimacy with a, which one is prohibited for him, even though it's prohibited, and he is um, warned not to do so, and he would disqualify her, which means she cannot be anywhere, she's considered a halola, uh, but just by their relationship, he does not get lashes for that, because the, uh, there's no warning in the Torah against that clearly. The warning is against marriage, not against betrothal, not against the intimacy. But by a Kohen Godl, over there we have two prohibitions. In one passage it says, Lo yikach, not to marry. That is the prohibition against marriage, that's number one. And the second one is Lo zare, that he shouldn't desecrate his seed. So that is a prohibition specifically against intimacy, even if there was no Kiddushin, even if there was no betrothal there. In the Gemara Kedushin, they say, uh, it says clearly, that Rava will agree that just by having intimacy without Kedushin, he's still going to get the lashes. Because uh, the Torah says he shouldn't desecrate, that's called desecration just by the act of intimacy, even without the Kiddushin. The Gemara further says over there, Kohen Godl Balmona Leikishtayim. A Kohen Godl who does give Kiddushin 
for the almona will get two lashes. One he would get for not prohibition against marrying, and the second one for not desecrating. Uh, this is uh, specifically, we're talking about a widow, uh, a widow, but the widow is the only one who is really permitted, is, 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 it has a specific prohibition for a Kohen Godel. She would be fit for a regular Kohen. So a widowed woman could be married to a regular woman. And, but if the Kohen Godel goes and has intimacy with this woman, so then that woman is no longer fit because she's no longer fit to marry a Kohen. Because that would make her into a halola, and he disqualified her for kuna. That means he shouldn't desecrate because he's now desecrated her because they were not allowed to be intimate and they were. So that's why that would render her unfit anymore for a kohen. But a grusha zoyna halola. Those are the three that a regular kohen is not allowed to marry, which would be a divorced. And what's called a, a zona, but what means a harlot, but it, uh, various different uh, uh, interpretations, exactly, you know, whether, who she had intimacy, and also one who was born, a cholo, was born of, of a prohibited relationship of a kohon, and, the, the, and she was born out of that relationship, so this makes her into a cholo, or she herself had intimacy, like in this case with a kohen gadol. Uh, so the din. And all three of them is uh, as the din of a coin head, ordinary coin, which means that um, each one is puzzled to the kahuna from from their beginning, which means uh, as opposed to the almona, which only if she had a Relationship with the with the kohen gadol, she would also be disqualified for the kohen. But these three grusha zayin v'chalola, they are always possible for the kahuna. And the reason, again, why the Torah said by the kohen gadol two times is for the prohibition for the matter that I mentioned to told you earlier, which was that just intimacy with the kohen for an almona would render her no longer fit and uh, the coin uh, would be getting lashes for that also because specifically a coin in his case is usher uh, with a, an almona with a widow uh, even without uh, the, even without kedushin.